When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ¿Te preocupas por tu familia? Entonces, ¿por qué darle solo huevos ordinarios cuando pueden disfrutar de lo mejor? Egglands Best, los únicos huevos con ese delicioso sabor fresco de granja, además de la mejor nutrición, como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y 25% menos de grasa saturada que los huevos regulares, además de muchos otros nutrientes importantes. Así que, dales los mejores huevos. Egglands Best, mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Hello again, everybody. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by former Gamecock football player Matt O'Brien. Matt in New York City joining us here for today's show. We're going to preview the Tennessee game. Matt's a production assistant for NBC Sports. He is in New York. He also works for Pro Football Talk and Fantasy Football Live for NBC Sports. Matt, how you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing great, Emerson. How's it going with you? Everything's good. We're looking forward to this Tennessee game coming up on Saturday, and I got a number of questions for you regarding the Volunteers. Tennessee comes in 4-4 four and four overall, and they're 2-3 and three in the SEC, but they've lost some tight ball games, Matt. They could easily have a much better record. Yeah, you know, the Tennessee Volunteers are 4-4, four and four, but they're much better than their record indicates. They've lost three games to teams who were in the top 15 in the country and another game to a tough Arkansas team. And they lost all four games by a combined 17 points. This Tennessee team has, has had unfortunate circumstances with those games. But uh, they're, they're young, they're talented, they're hungry, and they'll be coming for the Gamecocks on Saturday. Matt, what do you like about Tennessee? What makes them dangerous you know, they scored 52 points in the win over Kentucky last week. What do they do well? It all starts up front with the quarterback, Josh Dobbs. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete, and he, he's perfect for what Tennessee likes to do on offense. They run a lot of power play calling, and he's the focal point, whether it be on the run or on the pass. You know, he, he's not exactly the most accurate guy, but when he's runner, man, man he's gifted. You know, they also have uh, some talented running backs named Jalen Hurd and Alvin Kamara. Uh, those guys can really go the distance if uh, if the defense is caught sleeping. But yeah, they just have tons of talented players on both sides of the ball. It obviously starts up front with Dobbs. But it continues throughout the whole depth chart whenever I look at it. Dobbs had a big game against the Gamecocks last year. He combined for five touchdowns in that ball game, a 45-42 overtime win for Tennessee. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and beat South Carolina in OT last year at Williams-Brice. Dobbs had three touchdown runs and two touchdown passes, and that was really kind of his breakout game last year, Matt. Yeah, you know, Josh Dobbs came in last year, and he uh, he picked apart the Gamecock defense and as a defensive man uh, myself, I, I know that when you look at the tape from last year, you can't expect to have any different circumstances if, if you don't change what you did. The, the focus for South Carolina on defense should be stopping Josh Dobbs and that rushing attack. To let him come in and run all over the South Carolina defense, to me, is a huge mistake. Okay, you talked about the two sophomore running backs, Jalen Hurd, Alvin Kamara. And I'm curious to know, you know, the type of job that Butch Jones is doing on the recruiting trail. Looks like they're starting to get four- and five-star players back in the mix up in Knoxville. Yeah, you're exactly right, Emerson. There's so many four- and five-star players when you look at this depth chart, and they all really panned out to be good playmakers for the volunteers. But it goes more than just those four- and five-star rankings that so many people focus on when it comes to recruiting. I look at their depth chart, and I see uh, an offensive lineman starting for them as a true freshman 
who was a, a, a middle of the tier ranked three star. And when you look at him and you see how's he starting when he was recruited with the other five star and four star offensive linemen. And it just goes to show that they weren't just cherry picking four and five star kids. They were actually going out and evaluating the, the diamonds in the rough, so to say. And to have a kid come in like that and for the, for the Tennessee staff to see him in high school and know that he was a player regardless of what the recruiting experts thought, that's a tremendous job by Butch Jones' staff. And bottom line, uh, Tennessee recruits extremely well. And to me, that's exactly what South Carolina will have to do moving forward to do a better job at competing in the SEC. And one thing that I want to do, and I know a lot of South Carolina fans out there want to see it as well, is for the Gamecocks to bring in Marcus Lattimore, a former teammate of mine, to play a bigger role in recruiting or even have any role in recruiting. I mean, to have to, for a 15- or 16-year-old kid to have Marcus Lattimore, one of the best players who played in the country a few years ago and one of the best players in South Carolina high school football over the past few decades, to have him come and walk into your living room and meet you and your family, I mean, that's got to be huge for a young high school player. Yeah, Lattimore's a legend in South Carolina and well-known across the country as well, so you bring up a good point there. And I think that's a move that would please a lot of people in Garnet and Black uh, here in the Palmetto State. And Gamecock fans across the country would love to see Marcus Lattimore associated with the program in any way, but if he could help in recruiting, I think that would be all the better. So this is Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Matt O'Brien here. For a limited time, new Gamecock Central subscribers can get 55 days of free premium access. You can follow the coaching search, read in-depth recruiting reports, and get the very best analysis of Gamecock football. 55 days free premium access. Just go to the Gamecock Central homepage and get signed up. Matt, let's talk about Tennessee here. They are 4-4 uh, four and four overall, 2-3 and three in the league. South Carolina comes in 3-5 and five overall, 1-5 and five in the conference. What are the Vols doing on offense? They rolled up 52 last week. What did they do on offense? Yeah, and like, like we talked before, it, it goes back to that, that power run offense, and it all goes through Josh Dobbs, the quarterback. He's, he's obviously a tremendous athlete, and he'll pick you apart on the ground if the defense does not load the box. In the passing game, they run a lot of short stuff with the receivers, kind of a, a, a little chance for them to get open and sit in those open windows of defense, a lot of uh, shorter slants and hitches. Like If the South Carolina safeties and corners continue to play off, they'll, uh, they'll have success in the, uh, the hitch game, those three- to five-yard routes where the receiver just sits in those open windows, catches the ball, and goes for a few extra yards. It, it doesn't show up as big gains in the stat sheets, but it is one of those things that keeps the chains moving, especially on those key third downs. Yeah, Dobbs, the focal point of this Tennessee attack, obviously a junior out of Alpharetta, Georgia, completing 59% of his passes this year. 11 touchdown passes, only three interceptions, and he's also run for seven scores. So he's outstanding, Matt. And you mentioned Jalen Hurd. You know, Hurd's got nine touchdowns on the year, and he had a big game. Last year against South Carolina, 21 carries for 125 yards and the Vols win at Williams-Brice, and they also got him involved in the passing game. You know, Hurd caught seven balls, including a touchdown last year at Williams-Brice. So will it be more of the same this year? Yeah, you know, I, I expect it to be the same because having a talent like Jalen Hurd, you know, he stands at 6'4", he's about 240 pounds. He's a tremendous athlete, and I, I know I might sound crazy here, but I, I really do think he's one of the best athletes in the country, and he's, he's such a talented runner that plays with more than just athleticism. You know, a lot of guys rely on their athletic ability at the college level. They'll be faster and stronger than other guys, and they'll kind of take advantage of that. But Hurd doesn't use that. He kind of uses his vision and patience. He plays – he's a little more of an upright runner, but when he gets going, he's a long strider, and he can, uh, he can make defenders look silly in the open field. And he's paired up with Alvin Kamara, 
who's a tremendous receiving threat. The the Tennessee staff uses him as kind of a uh, an all-purpose, a do-it-all back. He has the second most receptions on the team for the volunteers. He has 21 only behind Josh Malone. So he's he's very effective in that pass game. A lot of uh, a lot of routes, short routes coming out of the backfield and also a lot of screens. So expect the uh, the screens and short passes to be very much in use for the Tennessee offense yep. on Saturday. Tennessee's deep at running back Kamara averaging 6.4 yards per carry, but Hurd leads the club in Rushing with 725 yards, and they got a couple other backs that are going to see some time in this game against South Carolina as well. So Tennessee, very versatile, balanced on offense. And, Matt, let's talk about some key players for the Gamecock defense this week. How does South Carolina go about trying to stop this balanced Tennessee offense? We can talk about loading up the box and all that stuff, but it really starts up front for the South Carolina defense. I look at guys like Dante Sawyer, Marquavius Lewis, and Gerald Dixon Jr. as being key guys who have to step up against this Tennessee front who, who does start some young guys. Guys who don't have the experience at learning all the technique that a guy like Gerald Dixon Jr. who's been in the program for five years will have. He needs to put that experience to use in a game against a younger, inexperienced Tennessee front. But, yeah, it does start up with the defensive line, and it's more than just playing level like I was just discussing. It also goes to something that we talked about in our last radio interview. We, we, we talked about moving the defensive guys around on the defensive line, doing some stunts, having them change and shift at the, at the, at the snap of the ball, just creating the, making the offense think. That's something we haven't seen from the South Carolina defensive line so far this year, but it will have to come into effect at, at some point if they want to change up their, their game against the run. But, yeah, I'm looking at the entire defensive line. I don't want to call out anyone in particular there because I don't think they're put in the best position to succeed as a, as a unit. But then I'm looking at also at the linebacker level, Sky Moore. He needs to just keep doing what he's doing. You know, he's leading the team in interceptions as well as tackles. He also has a fumble recovery on the year. He's a, he's a takeaway machine. He needs to sit there with confidence. In the pass game, he needs to be able to drop back in those open windows and look for turnovers. And he also needs to be heads up against the run and not fall for those uh, pulling guards. What Tennessee does, they'll pull their guards sometimes in the wrong direction so that the linebackers flow the wrong way. Sky Moore needs to be patient with that and see that they might come back with a counter with the quarterback who could go the distance at any time. And then in the back end, I'm looking at a guy named uh, DJ Smith at safety, who in my opinion should have been starting the whole year. He's the best hitter and best tackler that the South Carolina secondary has. And for him to be sitting on the sideline in the past weekends like he has been, uh, it's just a huge mistake. He's a guy that should be up in the in the starting unit. I believe he is starting this week, which is a good sign. But he needs to be in the box as sort of that extra defender to pay attention to Josh Dobbs, Jalen Hurd, Alvin Kamara, and that Tennessee rushing attack. Preview of the South Carolina-Tennessee game, 4 o'clock kick this Saturday at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. Gamecock Central Radio here, Emerson Phillips with Matt O'Brien. Gamecock Central Radio's got a new Android app. All you got to do is search Gamecock Central Radio, and we've got a new iPhone app coming out soon as well. We're also on iTunes. Just search Gamecock Central Radio. Matt, uh, both offenses gashed the other team's defense a year ago in that shootout at Williams-Brice, and I'm looking at some of the numbers from the Gamecocks last year. Farrell Cooper had his biggest day as a Gamecock, 11 catches, 233 yards, and two TD receptions. And Brandon Wilds scored two touchdowns in that game. And then Cooper also hit Wilds for a touchdown pass. So Wilds ran for two and caught one from Farrell Cooper. So both Wilds and Cooper had big games against Tennessee last year. How will the Gamecock offense go about attacking this Tennessee defense this year? Well, yeah, Emerson, you bring up good points. Brandon Wilds and Farrell Cooper were huge parts of the South Carolina offense last season against Tennessee, and I expect much of the same 
when they face off on Saturday. Brandon Wilds has, has a two-game hot streak of over 100 yards in each game, and I expect him to get near or more than that mark again against Tennessee. He's a guy that South Carolina needs to feed the ball to keep the offensive rhythm, keep the ball out of Perry North's hands, especially when it's a third and short or a, a first and ten situation, just to keep the ball moving, keep it in rhythm, and keep South Carolina controlling the clock. Now also, uh, the Tennessee defense runs a lot of man coverage, which presents opportunities for South Carolina to have success in the passing game on shorter crossing routes with the tight end, as well as some pick routes, which will which will uh, spurn Farrell Cooper open on the perimeter. So look for Jarrell Adams to have a, a bigger game than usual, and for Farrell Cooper to, to get back to his 100-plus yard games. Very good, Matt. Let's talk about the Tennessee defense a little bit more in depth here. Tell us about their scheme. Talk about some of their key players. Well, yeah, they run a lot of man-to-man, like, like I was saying, and Really, that's something that a coach does because he knows that he has the talented players on the field. And it starts up front with defensive end Corey Vereen, as well as his counterpart, Derek Barnett. Barnett was a a four-star coming out of high school two years ago. He's now a sophomore. But really, the the Tennessee staff felt that they got the best defensive lineman in the country that that year. And Barnett, uh, he produced right away. He was second in the SEC among freshmen in sacks. And he's really just a, uh, a sack machine. He's a guy you can line up on the left, on the right, even put him in the middle. He's a guy that I'd like to see South Carolina use Dante Sawyer in a similar manner to move him around and pick apart an offensive line's weakest link. And then in the linebacker position, you got Jalen Reeves-Maben, who's one of the more active guys in the position in the conference, as well as talented true freshman Darren Kirkland Jr., Then in the back end, you got a very good group of talented athletes. They mix it up. They'll play about five or six different guys along the secondary. They're talented. They're deep. They play with confidence. And uh, really, as just a casual fan, they're very fun to watch. Yeah, Tennessee's got an attacking uh, athletic linebacker core. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Vols certainly seem to be on the uptick here, Matt. And they seem to be peaking just in time for the Gamecocks coming up on Saturday. I think Tennessee played, you know, arguably its best game of the season last week against Kentucky when they dropped 52 points on the Wildcats. And, uh, you know, one of the areas that we probably could have started with, I know a lot of folks in Columbia have been talking about this this week. That's the special teams play that Tennessee got Saturday in that win over Kentucky. Evan Barry. Had a 100-yard kickoff return touchdown, and the Volunteers also got an 84-yard punt return from Cameron Sutton. So this might be the best special teams group in the SEC right now. One of the things that Tennessee does is they put their best athletes on the field on special teams, and that's something that really all teams should do. You see teams like Alabama do it, Florida do it, because they value special teams as one-third of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. It's an area where you can win, and we've seen Tennessee do it in recent weeks. I mean, Evan Berry, it it doesn't make sense that special teams coordinators have their kickers kicking off to him anymore. It should be some short squib kicks to the middle tier guys along the the middle of the uh, return unit, or it should just be some booms right through the end zone. To kick it to Evan Berry or any of these other Tennessee return men is is a big, big mistake. Yeah, it could be a huge mistake. Berry can make you pay. To give Evan Berry any chance at returning a kick is a very, very big mistake, and it could cost the Gamecocks if they try to do so. Yeah, playing with fire if you kick it to Evan Berry. No question about that. All right, you can get breaking Gamecock news alerts delivered to your email inbox. Just text USC to 42828. 
Text USC to 42828 or just go to the Gamecock Central homepage. Previewing the Tennessee game here, Emerson Phillips and Matt O'Brien. Matt, final thoughts on Tennessee. We've got a 4 o'clock kick Saturday at Neyland Stadium. Give us your expectations and a score prediction. I definitely expect the Gamecocks to come ready to play. I, I know that they're highly motivated from talking to people within the program. Uh, they love the way Coach Elliott handles them right now with, with the energy, the enthusiasm, keeping the, the intensity high in practices, and it really does translate into the games. So they'll be riding high into Neyland Stadium on Saturday. And on offense, I expect G.A. Mangus to have a pretty good game plan set. We saw it clicking in the first half, especially against A&M. And I expect that to continue against Tennessee team, especially because they run so much man-to-man. I think that uh, Coach Mangus will give Perry Orth the opportunity to have some fun at hitting guys like Farrell Cooper and Jarrell Adams. Now, defensively for the Gamecocks, they're going to have to load up the box and focus on stopping this Tennessee rushing attack. And just from what I've seen in recent weeks, I, I don't know if they'll be doing that. I, I think they'll keep see, doing the same things that running those 4-2 fronts, inviting the team to run. And with a team like Tennessee who runs so much power and has such talented guys like Dobbs, Kamara, and Hurd, who, who's really one of the best runners in the nation, um, I, I just think that they'll have success against South Carolina because South Carolina will not load up the box and try to stop them. Like we always talk about, you got to focus on stopping what the team does best. What Tennessee does best is, is run the ball. And uh, I just don't expect the Gamecocks to do that on Saturday. If I had to come out with a, uh, a score prediction right now, I, I'd say I, I'd like the Tennessee, Tennessee probably by 10, I'd say. Probably 34 to 24. All right, Tennessee's about a 17-point favorite in this ball game, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Tennessee, I think a lot better than their record indicates, Matt. They've lost to some good teams. Their four losses have come against Oklahoma, Florida. They did lose at home to Arkansas, but they also lost to Alabama. So these are good teams that they've lost to, and – you know, they've been competitive, and they appear to be getting better as the year goes on. This team is talented. Butch Jones has them headed in the right direction. I mean, not only do they recruit well, but they get these guys in, and, and they coach them up well. They come out with energy. They come out with good technique. Uh, the program's headed in the right direction. They obviously are out of the SEC race, but needing a win against South Carolina, who people thought climbed above them in the SEC rankings, just overall in the past five years, beating South Carolina for the third straight time will be a huge key. And this is something that Coach Butch Jones will be telling the team, if you want to get back back on track as a program, we need to win on Saturday against South Carolina. Right. Tennessee looking to win eight games this year. They're, they're talking about winning out, and that would put them at eight and four. And can you believe, Matt, it's been eight years since Tennessee won eight games in one year? Yeah, I, I, I cannot believe that. I grew up watching uh, Tennessee up here in New Jersey. Um, they were always seen as one of the, the better programs in the country. And uh, just to see them fall off the way that they have over the past decade is, is just uh, – it's, it's mind-blowing to me. But they're, uh, they seem to be right back on track with uh, Coach Butch Jones. He has that program headed in the right direction. Yeah, Tennessee on the way back up, it certainly seems, despite their 4-4 four and four record. So we'll find out what the Gamecocks have for Tennessee. Again, a 4 o'clock kickoff Saturday in Knoxville. Matt O'Brien, always great talking Gamecock football with you. Yeah, it's great talking to you too, Emerson. All right, good stuff today here on Gamecock Central Radio. Matt O'Brien is my partner. We do a couple of shows a week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Matt's a former football player for the Gamecocks. He played in 2010 and 2011, and he's now working in broadcasting up in New York City. He works for NBC Sports, and he's with us each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Matt, we'll do it again next week. Thank you, partner. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Emerson. All right, that's Matt O'Brien. I'm Emerson Phillips, and thanks for joining us here on Gamecock Central Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.